Hi, you're listening to Koldodi Messianic Congregation's weekly podcast. Join us in person for our weekly Shabbat services every Saturday at 11 a.m. We meet at 3534 West End Avenue in Nashville, Tennessee. For more information, visit our website at koldodi.org or follow us on Facebook and watch us live at facebook.com forward slash Nashville. And now, here's Rabbi Ken's latest message. To talk about two themes promises to keep and then the children of Israel's travel log. So, Lord, we pray you would, you would, we turn to your reproof, you would pour out your spirit upon us and make known your words to us. Proverbs 123, we say, Tashbu, the Tuchach, T, Lord, pour out, turn to our, your, your reproof, we do, Lord. Hine avia lachem ruchi, Lord. Pour out your spirit upon us, your breath upon us, Lord. Adunene divre et chem, Lord. You will make known your words to us. Open our eyes. Open our eyes to behold wonderful things from your word, we pray, Lord. B'shem Yeshua. Amen. Amen. So, Numbers 30, and then we'll be in Numbers 33, those two portions. Words matter, and what we say counts. And this parasha, Matot, there's two parts, a double parasha this week, begins with a passage about vows and oaths and their annulment. And its wording, interestingly enough, was later taken and adapted for Kol Nidre, the haunting prayer of the annulment of vows which, with which we open the Arab Yom Kippur service, which Crystal can do an amazing rendition of, by the way. But look at Numbers chapter 30, verse 2 says, I know for me, that was the only day my dad, who was a professor and, and would always say you know, he was, a, was an agnostic, it was the only day he would be at the synagogue throughout the day on Yom Kippur. I don't know how, about you, but if your parents are Jewish, that was the day he would be there. And he would, I would always see him weeping on that day. He would be crying. And um, he'd be remembering his father, his parents. And um, Yom Kippur, very important time, and that's a time for our, us to reach our Jewish people because they're going to be looking for a synagogue during the high holidays to go somewhere, most Jewish people. If a man vows a vow, the word is neder, to the Lord, or swears an oath, Shavua, where we get Feast of Weeks, Shavuot, it's Shavua, is, it's literally Shavah 7. He, he literally shevas a sheva, swears, a, swears an oath, seven's a seven, so to speak, to bind himself by an agreement, the word esar, again, double, uses it twice, he shall not break his word, davar. He shall do according to all that proceeds out of his mouth. Now, the word vow, to vow, neder, twice here, vows a vow, means to project future action. I'll go back into this maybe later, but for a moment. But then shavua, the word to swear an oath, this word to swear or oath means to submit to God. And as I said, it's the word seven. 
in Hebrew. And then esar, esar means to bind. The word bind or agreement means to restrain, to restrain. So picture it means to restrain us from evil. And then devar, the word word is an amazing word. Let's say devar, devar, right? It can be the word or thing translated. But it really, the Hebrew really means to combine separate items into one. And so the word really combines us, unites us, if you will, with God. Now, how important is my word, your word? How important is your word? Do people believe that you mean what you say, what I say? What about youthful promises that are in verse 3 of chapter 30 here? Or rash promises, verse 6. You make them impulsively, rash promise. It's not like canceling a reservation on your credit card. (laughs) My dad promised me when I was young growing up, I remember as a teenager, you know, with busy lives, parents were both both worked all the full time, and my dad promised he was going to take me on this hike, do the whole Appalachian Trail. Now, we grew up, you know, Philadelphia, so your East Coast, the Appalachian Trail. Anyone ever hiked the Appalachian Trail here? Did you, David? Good. Bless you. Wow, that's great. Good for you, man. Anyone else? Appalachian Trail. Wow, David, you're going to have to fill us in and give us a report. A long time ago. Okay. Well, yeah, it's still the same, I'm sure. But it's, wow, it's a, you know, it goes all the way up, right, from Florida all the way up to what? Maine, I guess, right? Maine, right? Maine, yeah. Amazing. So, I mean, I was excited, planning for that, looking forward to that. You know, we had, you know, looking for weeks and weeks planning for that. And the day came, and he had to cancel. Couldn't do it. I'm still waiting to go. (laughs) Never did it, and he's not here, of course, um, anymore. But uh, Proverbs 27, verse 1, I mentioned it in the devotional this week on Facebook, um, doing Proverbs, you know, verse each day, as much as I can. Praise not to yourself is the translation, how I translate it. Praise not, boast not yourself, praise not to yourself in the day of tomorrow, literally the way it would translate. For you don't know what a day may birth. You don't know what a day may bring forth. Don't postpone until tomorrow what you can do today. Don't put it off what you can do today. You don't know what a day. We only know that we have today, right? Yeshua said, Pertaining to vows, let your yes be yes and your no, no. Matthew 7, uh, 5, 37. Paul, the Apostle Paul, Shaliach Paul, he said, The things I plan, do I plan according to the flesh, so that it might be with me yes, yes, and no, no, at the same time? But as God is faithful, our message to you is not both yes and no, for the Son of God... Yeshua the Messiah, who was proclaimed among you by us, was not yes and no. Rather, in him it has always been yes. For in him all the promises of God are what? Yes. yes. Thank God. Yes. Second Corinthians 1, verse 17 through 20. Yes and amen through Yeshua the Messiah. Yes, they're all yes. How reliable is God's word? Will he do according to all that proceeds out of his mouth? When God created the universe, 
He created it through speaking. And God said, let there be, and there was, right? Words create. God, who cannot lie, Titus 1-2 says. It is impossible for God to lie, Hebrews 6-18. Let God be true, though every man be a liar, in Romans 3, verse 4. Every word of God is pure, or every word of God proves true, Proverbs 30, verse 1. God's word, his words are faithful and true, Revelation 21, verse 5. Or Joshua 21, 45 says, not one of all the Lord's good promises to Israel failed. Everyone was fulfilled. Joshua 23, verse 14 says it again. 1 Kings 8.56, Blessed be the Lord who has given rest to his people Israel according to all that he promised. Not one word has failed of all his good promise which he promised through Moses, his servant. Now, we don't always understand the timing of God's promise. We don't always understand the way that God's word will be fulfilled and we misinterpret it and we may be disillusioned by it no question about it, but God's words will be fulfilled. And I love Jeremiah. You know, I went back to Jeremiah. I said, I have to look up these prophecies again in Jeremiah over Israel. I haven't looked at them in a long time. Let me just quote a couple of them from Jeremiah 31 and 33. Thus says the Lord God, who gives the sun for a light by day, the ordinances of the moon and the stars for a light by night, who disturbs the sea and its waves roar. The Lord of hosts is his name, Adonai Tzavaot, for if those ordinances depart from before me, says the Lord, then the seed of Israel shall also cease from being a nation before me forever. Thus says the Lord, if heaven above can be measured and the foundations of the earth searched out beneath, I will also cast off the seed of Israel for all they have done, says the Lord. Won't happen. Won't happen. And the word of the Lord, chapter 33, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah saying, Thus says the Lord, if you can break my covenant with the day and my covenant with the night, so that there will not be day and night in their season, then my covenant may also be broken with David my servant. Thus says the Lord, if my covenant is not with the day and the night... And if I have not appointed the ordinances of heaven and earth, then I will cast away the descendants of Jacob and David my servant, so that I will not take any of his descendants to be rulers over the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, for I will cause their captives to return, and I will have mercy on them. I love the story of, of Israel, of our people Israel, don't you? That God says, even though you're disobedient and I discipline you and I chasten you, I will bring you back. It's never over. It's not over. And I love that story because it's also a story for us as believers, right? All God's children. God says, it's never over. I'll bring you back. I heard there was a departure service for somebody and there was no hope in it. Well, why is there no hope? You say, well, because I know, because that person doesn't know the Lord. How do you know that? How do you know they didn't find the Lord at the last moment? You don't know. You just don't know. There's always hope. We never give up. Never give up. And God can always bring someone to himself. God brings people back. Words, but let me say this. Words create and words create trust. Words create and words create trust. 
I made a promise to uh, partner in a pickleball tournament tomorrow, months ago, to, to help qualify this person for advanced play. And I, I found out this week that our start time, I was all looking forward to getting back for tomorrow night for this constant, this amazing worship night. Uh, and I found out then a few days, a couple days ago, the start time was going to be, it's two hours away, it was going to be late at 2 p.m. And there's no way, almost no way, that's, well, it's going to, no way, that I'll make it back for the visiting hours. So I was saying, I was wondering, should I back out? And the Lord reminded me, he said, you made a promise. You made a commitment, and you're not going to back out. I made a promise. I'd given my word. I said, okay, that's that. Your and my words create trust or lack of it. Our promises to God and to people are vows. They do what? Four words. Neder, they project future action. They project future action. They shavuah, they submit us to God. And number three, they restrain us from evil. Esar, Esar. They restrain us from evil. Esar. And then Davar, Davar, they unite us. Most of all, they unite us with God. All right, let's say it again. Neder, let's say Neder. Neder, great. They project future action. Then Shavua, they submit us to God. Let's say Shavua. Isar, Isar, they restrain us from evil. And then Davar, they unite us with God. It's the real thing, the word of God. God let none of Samuel's words fall to the ground in 1 Samuel 3, 19. May he help ours do the same. None of our words fall to the ground. Now, in ch chapter 33, we have the itinerary of Israel through the wilderness, through the desert. I would say that my favorite app on my phone is Google Maps. It really is. I love seeing locations of places anywhere on the globe. You know, I love seeing places near and far, checking distances. Anyone else feel that way? I've always said before when I worked in ministry, when I was, used to have to travel to church, if they had Google Maps, I would be, look 10 years younger because all the stress of trying to use these hand maps in, in snowstorms and stuff, trying to find where we were going, and like, oh my gosh, it was like crazy. Google Maps is, oh, what a blessing. This chapter 33 of the book of Numbers is Israel's travelogue in the Torah. It's, it's this wilderness itinerary, a comprehensive one. And God keeps records of all our journeys. He really does. Um, Job 31 verse 4 says, Does he not see my ways and count all my steps? We have a starting point and we have an ending point in life. Life is not cyclical, right? It's not cyclical. It's linear, really. It's really linear cyclical, but we won't get into that. Psalm 48, 14, for this God is our God forever and ever. He will guide us into, to the end. Philippians 1, 6 says, Paul says, I'm sure of this very thing. He who, what, began a good work in you will complete it. We'll bring it to completion. He'll carry it on to completion until the day of the Messiah, Yeshua. And so in chapter 33, verses 1 and 2, it says, these are the travels of the children of Israel when they came out of Egypt by their armies, by the hand of Moses and Aaron. 
Moses recorded the exits of their travels at the mouth of the Lord, and these are their travels according to their exits. Notice the two phrases, their exits of their travels and their travels according to their exits. Now, the word travels, nasa, let's say nasa, and we'll, you'll see it eventually here, nasa, it really means the tra- translated journeys or travels, it's the pulling out of the tent pegs. They break camp, moving to a more suitable place, pulling out the tent pegs, getting up, moving, it's nasa, the travels, the journeys. The word yatsa, let's say yatsa, those are the starting points, but the word really means exits, yatsa. You still see it today if you're in Israel, you see that on the door, the exit. You know, that's where I got to get out the door, go, go there, that's where I exit. Come out. Go forth. God is keeping our history. He's keeping a record of everything. Numbers 33, if you read through that, you see all these places, these 42 places listed. The highs, you see the testings, the lows. You see that life can seem sometimes very boring and monotonous. 42 places, encampments or stages in our desert journey, all reviewed. And they're divided into three sets, each containing 14 verses, interestingly enough. The departure from Egypt and entering into the uninhabited desert, then a lengthy stay in the desert, and then returning to civilization, especially Israel, Eretz Israel, Israel, the land of Israel, into Canaan. Now, there are 42 generations or names listed in the Gospel of Matthew's version of Yeshua's genealogy, interestingly enough, also separated into three sets of 14 generations, from Abraham to David and to the Galut, to the Babylonian exile, to the Messiah, to Yeshua. Very fascinating parallel. Let me ask this. How many, think about this, how many moves have you made in your life? How many would you change if you could? You know, you, we talk to, a lot of times you talk to someone from a military family. I wasn't, you know, but if you are and you, and you feel, wow, that's tough. You move, I had to move. So I really moved so many times in my life. I really didn't have much of a settled childhood because I had to keep moving. Well, Israel, the children of Israel moved every other year for 38 years. And in the first year of these, they moved 14 times. In the last year, they moved eight times. That's a lot of moves. Now, they did have a whole community. They were a couple, few million people that they were all moving together. So, but that's a lot of moves. Now, I think of it this way. When it says the exits of their travels, however you want to translate that, but that's the way I would translate The exits of their travels, that's human viewpoint. When it says their travels by exits, That's divine viewpoint, God's viewpoint, human viewpoint. When we look at things, we see everything unjust. We don't understand the way it is. Nothing really makes sense. When we look at from God's viewpoint, when as God sees things, there is justice. Ultimately, all will make sense. It says in Isaiah 40, Verse 22, he sits above the circle of the earth. Its inhabitants are like grasshoppers. 
The nations are like a drop from a bucket and count as a speck of dust on the scales. For the heavens will vanish like smoke. The earth will wear out like a garment. But my salvation will be forever and my righteousness never wane. It's all in Isaiah chapter 40. And then verse 51, verse 6. As we look not at what can be seen, but at what cannot be seen. For what can be seen is temporary. But what cannot be seen is eternal. In 2 Corinthians 4.18. We have the steps of Israel's faith obedience, their trusts. And then we have their stops of faith obedience as well. Their starts and their stays. They're moving and they're maintaining. They're advancing and they're just abiding. In our lives, we have risk. We take steps of risk and we have steps where we just relax. We have times that are very exciting we're taking, and things are exciting, and we have times that are just plain really boring. And that's okay. And when we see the list of Hebrews 11 and all that the faith heroes, the trust heroes, if you will, and all that they went through, and all that the, the things they conquered and what they went through, do you notice what's left out in Hebrews chapter 11? And it's kind of left out here. Do you notice that there's no mention of their sins and their shortcomings, only of their faith steps? So let me put it this way. God records our faith steps, not our faith slips. Job 14, 16, you will number my steps. You will not keep track of my sins. In Numbers 33, there's no mention no mention in this list of all these 42 stops in the 40 years, no mention of their murmurs, their complaints, of their fears, their accusations, and there were lots of them. But in this travel dialogue, no mention of them, thank God. And I just want to apply that and say this. What God is recording is, in our lives, in your life, our lives is our steps of trust, our steps of faith, Emunah in Hebrew, pistuo in Greek. Our steps of trusting him, our decisions to discomfort ourselves in obedience, our trust, pulling out the tent pegs, nasa, going forward or waiting, trusting him by whether it's starting or stopping, leaving our place of comfort, our familiar place, the exit, yatsa, traveling on rugged terrain maybe, our obedience to inconvenience ourselves, breaking out of our, our security and cleaving to him. And I want to really mention, say, that, emphasize trusting him when we don't understand, when we don't understand. I love these two verses that I give you, and if you get nothing else, please take these two verses home today. When we do not receive the promise, Hebrews eleven thirty nine. When we do not receive the promise, that's what they these heroes were commended for, part of what they were commended for, Hebrews 11.39, for trusting him. And 1 Peter 1.8, we love him for loving him and trusting him, though we don't see 
him now. We love him whom we love, whom we trust, though we don't see him now. First Peter 1.8. Get it? I'll do the Danny Kay thing. Get it? Good. Let's try that one more time. Get it? Good. Good. Thank you. Okay. Praise the Lord. Hey, you're so quick on that. Tell me you're so quick. All right. 42 stops. I'm almost finished. 42 stops or stations, but they were exits or starting points. God is recording our steps of faith as well as our breaks in between. He sees our, our steps of faith, obedience, of trust, our stops also to rest, all recorded. Steps of trust, stops of rest. 42 stations. I talked to someone yesterday, a leader who has the largest social po- podcast in America, really, of Messianic, and someone going, he said, going through an un- unbelievable trial, similar, actually, to what we just faced recently, and uh, talked for an hour on the phone. He said, unbelievable, unbelievable. And uh, God records it all, and he's going to get through it, and they're going to come out. God's going to intervene. He has amazingly turned things around. He sees it, and sometimes it's just trusting and resting and praying. And then you fight back when, you can, when, when you're told to. 42 stations, which step or stop am I at now? 42. Are you at stop 25 in your life? Or step 25? 30? Step 30? 15? 5? Maybe you're young and just 5? Number 40? Maybe you're getting near the end. You don't know. We don't know. And don't think you are at the end, by the way, because you, you never know. Am I at the bitter waters of Marah? This is all in Numbers chapter 33, the bitter waters of Marah. Or at the 12 springs and the 70 palms in, uh, in Elim? So those are in verses 8 and 9. Or at Rephidim, where Moses brought water from the rock and the Lord defeated the enemy Amalek. Or, I don't know if I can pronounce this one, Kibroth Hatava, <laughs> Hata'ava, where the Lord struck the people with a plague for their greed in verses 15 and 16. The last station, the last station was the plains of Moab along the Jordan River overlooking the promised land which they were about to enter. And that's our last stop until we step or really restart there. My true home is Adonai, is the Lord. Eheyeh asher eheyeh in Exodus 3.14, right? God said to Moses, eheyeh asher eheyeh. I will be, right, I will be who I will be. I'm not into a lot of gematria. I don't study it, but once in a while it's kind of, you know, fun to see some things. 42 is evidently, I, I think you'd come up with number 42, 21 times 2, 42. Eheyeh asher eheyeh. Hebrews 13, 14, for here we have no lasting city, but we seek the one that is to come. Father, we just thank you for your faithfulness in recording our travel log, as you did Israel's, the 42 steps and stops, the places. We thank you, Lord, that you're marking them all every time we trust you. 
and you're not counting all our failures, all our missteps, all our slips, but you're counting our, our steps, our trusting you. And we're just, we just thank you, Lord, for that. And we thank you, Lord, that you're, you're taking us eventually to Canaan, to the promised land. And we, if you're, if you're watching today, you're here today, you've never trusted Yeshua, what a time to do it. Take that step now. This is the most important step you can take right now is to trust Yeshua, is to say, God, yes, I'm going to take a step and trust you to be my Messiah, my Savior. Come into my life. I want a new start right now. Know your love, your forgiveness for my sins. Have a new start. Thank you for coming to my life. I give myself to you. Wash me, cleanse me, make me new. Like you promised, I take you at your word because you never, never fail on keeping your word. You will keep your promises to me, and you've promised to make me brand new, all things new. Old things are passed away. All things become new. I trust you. And if you're praying that prayer, please contact us. If, it's, if you're here today and you're praying that prayer, come, come forward afterwards and pray with someone. Let them know you made that decision. There'll be someone up here, some folks up here that will love to just join you in prayer and, and, uh, and agree with you. And if you're online, please, you're watching virtually, just please write us and we'll, we'll contact you back. And uh, praise the Lord. Thank you, God, for this day. The Lord blesses you and keeps you. The Lord makes his face to shine upon you and is gracious unto you. The Lord bestows favor upon you and gives you his peace. Amen. B'Shem Yeshua. Amen.